I've yeah, it was really just terrible. So it's been just terrible. It's just, it's just, I can only say that whoever, if anyone ever tells you, don't worry about the knee replacement surgery, it goes over very quickly. They give you a shot. Next thing you know, you're done with it. And you're lying in bed playing canasta. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely excruciating. Okay. I, I got to tell you, by the way, whoever says that, I witnessed the scar. Uh, no. I got to tell you, that's one hell of a scar. That's one hell that's of a bandage. So whoever says knee replacement surgery is no big deal is... Uh, is crazy, crazy. Yeah, I'd like, like to do it on, on them. Yeah, you... <laughs> on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, we missed you this last week. Uh, we truly did. Uh, and I uh, want to say welcome back. Uh, you could always find us. Ben Benstein.substack.com. Benstein.substack.com. We will be getting into why Substack is so important. Uh, yes. And I, I want to remind everybody, follow Ben on Truth. Follow Mandy on Truth. That's Mandy Gunas, Mandy Gunasekra at Mandy Gunasekra. And you could find her on Truth as well as many other places and i just want to say thank you to everybody thank you for all the well wishes everybody sent and all the prayers that everybody sent to ben it was pretty incredible ben i've been extremely touched and i thank you judah very very much for you really being the orchestrator of everything you are the conductor of this symphony of my old life and i appreciate it very very much and of course mandy anytime i get to appear on the screen with you is a great great privilege and thank you for that compliment. And Mandy, going to say, or tell people where they can find you because you are now running for office and what you're in charge of right now. Yeah, so you can check out my run for office for public service commissioner at mandy.ms, or you can check out my work through Independent Women's Forum at iwf.org. Perfect. And uh, perfect indeed. Very perfect. And of course, with a new perfect. knee, he's Steve yeah. Austin, the, the three, <laughs> the three billion dollar man. And uh, both knees would have been six billion, six, six million. But uh, I got I got it for six million as a special bargain. Uh, I got to tell you, it's absolutely I'm not just saying this to the people that are listening. Watching Ben go through this is absolutely heroic. Uh, I, just even that first couple of days on the walker through the hospital. I it was, was freaking amazing. I was in shock with how well you were actually able to do it. And somebody really does need to give nursing nurses uh, a more uh, emotional. Uh, so they need, they need to be on the more uplifting emotional side. Yeah, the the, uh, the idea of the nurse as the warm-hearted, brave uh, woman uh, or man, but I assume usually woman in white, going up and down the halls, dispensing good cheer and encouragement, uh, that would have been nice. That would have been very nice. Instead, what we have is a bunch of Dracula-like women who will go up and down the hall telling you what you can and cannot have to eat. But you can't gotta have to drink and uh, and I'm not I'm not talking about gin and tonic. I, I'm talking about water or orange juice. I mean that's uh the being a nurse in today's hospitals, uh, I'm sure it's some it's wonderful. I'm sure it's the ones in Mandy's area that are wonderful. But uh up here in the north, not such nice people. 
And I gotta, share, I gotta share the story because it's really funny. And I gotta share the story with Mandy because I wasn't, I wasn't close enough to respond. But as Ben was walking, and you know, Ben, Ben asks, I always say Ben's the only celebrity that likes to know more about you or human that likes to know more about you than, uh, than vice versa. I mean, it's not that it's vice versa, but he just likes to know more about you. So I do have a nosy Barker. I don't know if you're nosy. I think it's great conversationalist. And and uh, Mandy, he asked the nurse uh, where she went to high school. Not the nurse. Oh. One of the one of the PTs. Oh. And she said, "I I, I, I really uh-huh. can't no, share that." It was, it was a little it was a little more detail than that. She said, "She said I can't share that with you. Yeah. It's very private." And. <laughs> and and I know Ben at this point thinks she's joking, uh, but then she says, "I'm an I N, I'm an I I N F. I think I, I'm an I I N F J." And what is that? Uh, it means I've seen women say this on dating apps. That it's it's a it's a young type of uh, classification of a personality trait, but it stands for like intuition. Um, judgmental and i can never can't remember what the n and the uh the other one are but uh it was it was just the most bizarre thing and she asked ben what medicines he's on and before i, I couldn't get i was so too far away to say oh it's really none of your business uh <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely uh but on that note welcome to the world according to ben stein the show wouldn't be complete without america's humble servant multiple emmy award winner speechwriter to two presidents made one win and I think really importantly, he was a lawyer for the FTC, he's an economist, he's a mathematician, he's a statistician. Uh, most importantly, he's a husband and a father, but second most importantly, he is the doctor, Benjamin Jones. And I will tell you as a doctor, don't get knee replacement surgery unless you really have a great doctor on your side, because the current Bolshevist thinking about medicine is anti-drug. And that is complete nonsense craziness because uh, drugs are necessary. When you take a human body and smash it to pieces with a giant hammer and then pour acid on it and then light it on fire, you need a painkiller. You're completely yeah. right. And Mandy, he raises a great point. Obviously, we want to get into a bunch of stuff, but he raises such a great point because you can't even get anymore pretty much from most stores uh the cough syrup with codeine if you have uh especially these days with people getting respiratory issues they pretty much black marketed they blackballed the that 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 cough syrup and i keep on saying it's a war on sick people because it is. it's a war on old sick people and and listen young sick people i have bronchial issues and i can't get that but mandy to the bigger picture it's amazing how well they clamp down on these on the on the drug stores and the and 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 and, and all these things but where we're getting the fentanyl from the southern border let's not talk about that mandy yeah they certainly pick and choose what they're going to focus their resources and investment on and it's also it's, it shouldn't be that way on the access to painkillers component. Yes, it was being overprescribed, but it shouldn't be either sometimes, oversubscription. Mandy, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, oh. sometimes it was being oversubscribed, but the, the option shouldn't be either oversubscription or undersubscription to where the people who obviously need it, who've just had a major surgery, an orthopedic one, like when people mess with your bones, 
that is, that's just serious pain. My mom was actually, she was a registered nurse. So it pains me to hear that you had such a bad experience. Um, she, she is that still is that loving, warm person. And she's my go-to anytime, um, we have medical questions or issues that come up, but, um, yeah, it just, it just goes to show you that institutions will pick and choose where they focus their resources. And obviously this fentanyl epidemic, uh, if I, if I may call it that, um, it's killing so many Americans. It's killing young kids. We had a 21 year old college student. It was a couple months ago. Um, it was either three to six months ago. Time always flies and it's hard to keep up, but, um, in Oxford, Mississippi, that passed away. He thought he was taking something that was going to help him sleep. Unfortunately, it was laced with enough fentanyl that it killed him. And it was a 21-year-old in a promising, on a very promising path from a very loving, supportive family. And you just think to yourself, it shouldn't happen to anyone. But Absolutely if it's made not. its way in, into that type of situation, something is seriously wrong. And we need folks from the border and to the top of the administration to be paying attention and to stop this influx of fentanyl, which we know is killing people. Well, it's, and well, every word well said, Mandy. Uh, we need uh, to have some kind of air and discrimination in terms of what is being passed out to young and middle-aged and old Americans. One size does not fit all where medicine is concerned, especially one size does not fit all where pain medicine is concerned when you're talking about an old man. And uh, this, this old man feels every bit of pain that a young man feels and maybe more. And uh, it's just uh, excruciating how much pain is being uh, allowed to hit us and make us feel suicidally awful. Uh, it's 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 incredible. I, I will tell you, Mandy, because you're young, you're young, 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 and uh, but I'm not. I'm old, old, old. I'm seventy eight, and uh, when I wake up in the middle of the night uh, in excruciating pain and praying to the Lord Jesus to help me, uh, I don't have any warm feelings towards the government that tells me I'm not supposed to feel it. You know what? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I, I don't know, even know if you I don't know if you remember this, but we were having such a hard time, Andy, and I walked into his room and I said, and I really have changed my stance. And I do believe now, I firmly believe now in the legalization of drugs. I'm a sober person and I believe, Mandy, people are going to get what they want. And so has Ben, no matter what we, we, we and I, I don't want the government having an other arm into our into our lives at this point and i see the only way people are going to get drugs no matter what since the beginning of time since spinning in circles since man men cavemen hitting their heads against walls mandy people have been trying to get high and out of themselves so people are going to get it anyways so the people that need it mandy should not be screwed so the hell with it if people want to use use well it's, well, it's, I, it's sorry go ahead mandy please well two things i i just feel that Doctors today have gotten so far away from just talking to a patient and taking care of a patient. Um, when you go into a doctor's office, it's more of them looking at a screen, having to check a lot of boxes. And you it's bet. not the person's you fault. You, you, you know, bet. it just shows that there's there's been this unnecessary interference by a third party that is way less educated than the patient themselves and the doctor who should be administering um, health care. 
But what we have is a government interested in coverage and checking boxes. And I think that's degraded the quality of health care people receive, but also the decisions that well-meaning doctors and nurses and other practitioners in the space um, actually have the ability to make an influence. Well, it's, uh, the docs, I, I have some friends who are doctors. I have one close friend in particular, a very, very close friend, used to be a lot closer, but anyway, with planning to be a doctor. And uh, she, uh, even she realizes that uh, something's gone way off the tracks here. People are not getting a kind of personal, as you said, personal health care that they need and deserve and are paying for it. How and can they? they? How, how can, can they? How can, exactly, because we, we have a Bolshevik uh, regime running medical care, and, and they do believe in one size fits all. One of the first pieces I ever wrote that Ben had submitted for me, this is over 20 years ago, was for the American Spectator, and it was called Socialized Acting. And I called it Socialized Acting because it, it, it's always the elite that want us to have this socialized, this quasi-socialized medicine, and not realizing you want, you the great doctors should be getting paid a lot of money. I do not want them to be thinking about that they have to treat 10 patients today instead of three or instead of three. Okay, pay these people. These are people that have gone through tons of schooling that, that for the I, I, I don't want them to think I have to do seven surgeries today, Ben. Yeah, they, and they do. And they do think that. I mean, when, when, uh, when a patient walks in and uh, they look in this guy or gal, they say, well, let's see, let's figure it out. Uh, the government is going to pay us X dollars for every uh, quarter of an hour or tenth of an hour or sixth of an hour that we're going to spend with this guy or this gal. Uh, I, I I totally agree with you, Judah and Mandy. I want the doctor to be thinking, how do I get this guy or gal well? Not how do I get out of here as quick as I can go on to the next one. And you know what the best way for that to happen is? For them to be thinking about the yacht. Okay. What? for them to be thinking about the yacht because they have a happy patient that they're getting paid a boatload of money for and uh it, 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 it's extremely important and you could feel it you could feel the rushness of it you could feel all of those things and uh as it, it, I, I, we'll finish up on this topic but as ben was ben actually got delayed he was delayed for a few quite a few hours very, 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 very many few. hours. And I, I, I thought at a certain point they were, they were past the point of no return. Like when I had my flight and I missed it at 8.30 at night and they couldn't find the flight attendant and they canceled it at 10.30. I thought, and but the doctor's got to make that, the doctor's got to come in. It's uh, Do you want a doctor racing in at 6 p.m. at night? No, no <laughs> absolutely not. No, and I, don't want, I want, don't want a doctor in a bad mood. That, that's exactly yeah. that's that's exactly right and uh it's it's we really have to rethink these things as republicans we have to rethink these things because we have to rethink a lot of things because this is a side i really believe we've been wrong on especially with the war on drugs because uh, it's the war on sick people and it's the it's war, war on pants a war on to on old sick people yeah. i want to emphasize that over and over again if you walk up and down the halls of the hospitals and and i was at a, a very nice hospital i think at least they could say they're a very nice hospital uh and it's mostly old people like me it's it's there are no young people like me and they're, they're old people and and uh boy wow they they've got things to do they've got to play their pickleball they've got to play whatever they have to do but they don't have to get us fixed i i well, could not 
Sorry, man. I, I agree. Um, Republicans need to get serious about this issue. Um, it, they've had a very lazy approach to healthcare in general. It's been, yes, it's complex, um, but they need to dig in because something, something's got to give, whether it's the dispensation um, and prescription of necessary pain medication. I'll also say on the drug use, though, I do what I don't like that generally goes along with some of the legalize everything talk. And this is me talking as a mother. Um, I don't like the casualness that some have when it comes to prescription drugs or drugs in general. I think if you are truly going to legalize something, especially if we're talking about, let's say medical marijuana, then it needs to be treated as medical marijuana. And it needs to have that same tight lip respectable approach, not just so, well, you can go anywhere and get this green card from any doctor and no one's, everyone's going to just be okay with it because of this casual approach. So I, I do think there, there's a push pull there. Um, I was actually talking to someone I know the other day, I know I've taken this down a little bit of a rabbit hole away from healthcare in general. And, and the fact that I agree, Republicans do need to get serious and weigh in and be creative about restoring patient healthcare and not just this focus on, on not great, uh, not substantive coverage. Um, but I, I was talking to a friend of mine that's in the the medical marijuana space from a legal perspective. And he literally said, um, yeah, those, I always hear people talk about use of marijuana legalization being a gateway drug. And he's like, it's true. Um, now <laughs> folks, folks are talking about using that, that next tier of drugs um, and getting that next tier. So to your point, Judah, people are going to get what people want. And I do think there is a balance there. But what bothers me most about a lot of these conversations is what I started with, which is a casual approach to a drug. It shouldn't be casual. Kids shouldn't be swapping medication. People shouldn't be oh, just taking this yeah, at school or, or anywhere. Um, and it's, it, it's scary as a mom, but I do think that there's, there's a balanced outcome. And I really hope Republicans use this opportunity in the House to not only dig in on the problems, but come up with meaningful solutions so we don't lose what is truly one of the sources of the greatest innovation in this country, which is our, our medical innovation. Yeah, we have great medical innovation in this country. America and Israel together are the great medical innovators. And uh, it is not a, a comedy thing to be in pain. I have a wonderful, wonderful uh, psychiatrist who treats me for all, all kinds of problems that I have. The <clears throat> main one is I spend way too much money. Anyway, uh, the, uh, and unfortunately, that is a real genuine problem in the Stein household through, through, through at least two generations. And... Uh, Gosh, I see uh, I see a real danger here uh, to uh, my son's uh, generation and to his daughter's generation. Uh, his father, daughter, stepfather is a physician as well. God bless him. I hope uh, I hope he is paying close attention to the law. And by the way, Tyler, uh, it's a good question. And you, should we use med uh, medical marijuana instead of pain pills? By the way, medical marijuana is so powerful these days that some of it is probably more powerful than some of the pain meds that people are taking. And the thing that people keep on leaving out with this fentanyl thing, and I'm really sorry for that person. And I have, a, trust me, Mandy, I have a lot of sympathy in this area because as Ben and I have witnessed, horrific things uh it with in the world of drugs uh people that are getting the fentanyl laced they're taking drugs in the first place 
let's yeah. not for, let's not forget that right. they're, they're not innocently innocently taking fentanyl they're getting cocaine that's laced with fentanyl so it, it, i'm not saying that they should be dead because they chose to take cocaine but at the end of the day i remember i was scared as a, as a person that's sober I was terrified to do acid because I heard about the, the original guy from Pink Floyd that never came down off it, <laughs> Sid, Sid Barrett. And I was terrified of cocaine because of uh, Len Bias having a, a, a heart condition. You know, he was the first round draft pick of the Celtics and dying two days later. So this, this promiscuity that we have going on with kids being okay to take cocaine, let's not forget that, that everybody that's dying from fentanyl pretty much got it because it was laced onto a, a really powerful drug. And fentanyl is, a, is itself a really powerful, a powerful drug. One so, of my very, very best friends uh, is telling me stories about how little fentanyl it takes to kill you. And uh, this is a guy who I can't afford to lose in my life. He's a very, very good friend. So on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We are joined, of course, and remember, benstein.substack.com by Mandy Gunasekra. And donate to Mandy's campaign. It's well worth it. Uh, I, I, I truly mean that. Uh, the reason I brought up prior uh, prior to the show about, or in the beginning of the show, why Substack is so important is because, uh, obviously, over the weekend, there was the, uh, the, the Twitter dump by Elon Musk to Matt Taibbi. What a now, story. Now what I want to say this. What a story. What a story. And I want to preface <clears throat> this by saying, I want to preface the story by saying Matt Taibbi used to be a leftist writer for Rolling Stone magazine. Okay. He was no friend of the right. The reason no why friend he, of Israel is that Right. The reason why Matt Taibbi changed course, him and Glenn Greenwald and, and got, who got fired from the Guardian, another guy that's no friend of Israel, uh, was because they 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 bought into the Russia collusion thing, and they and at a certain point they realized there was no there there, and they and they they, they realized the errors of their ways, and they were they were fired uh, or, or let go, so they had to start Substack Ben and Elon Musk, uh, again not a Republican, uh, a guy far from it, far or, from or, it. Or, or openly admitted that he's had socialist uh, views in the past. Uh, dumped it, dumped the Twitter story to him. And Ben in New York Times didn't pick it up. Uh, if you go to Fox Digital, it's a story or two a day, but nobody picked up one of the biggest stories of our generation. I know it's astonishing. It's a story of just a massive dump, speaking of dump, uh, on the Constitution by the party in power in this country. And uh, it, was, it might as well have been happening in Timbuktu. It's 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 absolutely amazing. And then today, even to go further, Ben, the lawyer uh, who they fired, James Baker, I believe his name was. He um, he he uh, he he read he read the papers again, the Twitter reports, Mandy. If I'm and they fired him, but he was also part of the 2016 Trump collusion thing. He was one of the that, that he was top counsel for the FBI, and you can't make this up. And it's not. There's no, Mandy, how do we win when it's so wrong and there's no reporting on it? What do we do? It's, 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 these guys would be winning Pulitzers. They'd be Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, they, they, that would be Musk and, uh, Musk and Taibbi. 
Maybe. It would yeah, be a wonderful well, thing if that happened. It, yeah, it would be. And I, I mean, I think if some of those, those historically credible um, institutions that celebrate good work back to their roots did award one of them with that type of award, it would breathe some much needed credibility back into that process. But it's interesting. I was at a, a summit not too long ago, and Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald were both invited there and interviewed on stage. And it was interesting to hear them talk about the fact that they they haven't moved politically. They've kind of stayed where they are. It's the fact that um, the, the Democrat Party and those of the progressive um, that have a progressive view, they did, they've moved so extremely to the left that they themselves have been pushed out of the party because they don't they don't meet this purity test that is now required. And what we know is Twitter was officially a part of that purity test. And it is crazy, Judah. Like it, it's so wonderful to see this exposed. It's very validating to those of the, those of us who were either the subject of pushback or knew something wasn't quite right. We're asking questions. I have some friends that you know, they were attempted, people tried to cancel them because they were asking these type of questions. They knew something was wrong. Um, they were talking about it and now they are very valid, validated and justified. But without a, a billionaire, bajillionaire, I don't even know how much Elon's worth, but worth, but spending, being willing to spend $48 billion, right? Wasn't it that that was about- well, I think 44, the, but- What's a 44. four? Billion? What's, what's four billion? What's four billion after you spent that over forty billion dollars to purchase this? We wouldn't know. So why is it that for us to be able to find a truth of that it's obvious to anyone who's willing to ask questions? Why are we so dependent on something extreme like that coming to fruition to actually release information and justify those of us willing to put ourselves out there, people to sacrifice? their reputation to sacrifice potentially their certificates like legal legal uh, bar licensing and things like that. I mean, the left goes after everyone for asking these very legitimate questions. And it turns out they were just asking questions very much in line with the truth. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to see. It's also frightening to realize what we are truly up against. But it also shows that anyone who's interested in seeking the truth has to be courageous about it because you are going to be up against this this sophisticated cabal of people willing to set aside the constitution or any notion of what is right in a, in a traditional democracy because they are more interested in power and winning than abiding by something that is much more important than today. It's something that truly for the past 200 years um, has led this country on the path towards general greatness. And that's these founding principles and the constitution and the first amendment as at the heart of that. And you just see people who are willing to completely throw that under the bus. And now that's been exposed, but it's, it's, I just have this, this mixture of feeling and emotion because it's great to see, but also this is what we're up against and how are we truly going to get a fair shape? Well, Ben, to her point, what You're makes me- get a well, I, I, If I may just follow yeah. up on something you two Please. guys have been talking about, which is here we are, our little show, and, and there's a big show in terms of the greatness of the ideas discussed, but uh, we, we're not a $45 billion show. We're not a $48 show. A $45 show. Uh, we're basically doing this uh, in, in my living room. I mean, what, and I don't know what Mandy's doing, but uh, what's, what's, What's going on here? Why why are these gigantic issues not being aired in gigantic places? 
You see, you raise it. You see, what, what, Mandy raised a good point, but what terrifies me is okay, so what? We're validated. We knew we were, but what right. comes of it? And it, Ben, what comes of it? And I named the show. It's it's not a lo- it's not a crime. If the, if it, 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 it I named the show, it's not a crime if the left believes it. And it, it, they they literally it, it's not a crime. This isn't a crime, Ben, to them. This is not a an actual crime where we know that the FBI had a computer for 11 months. We know the FBI subverted with other uh, big tech organizations. We know these things all to be true, Ben, and nothing will come of it. From, 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 you could mark my words, nobody is going to jail. Nobody's going to prison, Ben. This isn't Watergate. This is way bigger to me than Watergate ever was. Way, way, way bigger, way bigger. Because yeah. since your old pal, Carl, your pal Carl Bernstein always loves to compare everything to Watergate. This is that's like his famous thing. This is bigger than Watergate. This truly is Ben big something bigger than Watergate. They well, they, Watergate was nothing. Watergate was a fraud from day one. It was a joke from day one. No, but Ben, you're able to do things. Listen, Trump, his his organization today got found 32 counts of tax fraud, uh, 1.6 million dollar fine. I think that's million that's or billion. 1.6 million dollar fine in the state of New York. 32 counts of tax fraud. That's what they're, he's his organization, not him personally. But my point is, he's going to be guilty. If you're on the right, you better strap in. I mean, because Ben, when you're on the left, and I, the reason I brought up your FTC thing before was because this Bankman-Fried guy, how the free the FTX, how the hell is he walking around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I, and I can tell you, a large part of how this happens uh, was revealed to me when I was a much younger man, and uh, second or second or third job I interview I had after I graduated from law school, and I want to I'll brag and say Yale Law School. And uh, uh, I, they told me about the first case I'd be in charge of. And it was a case involving fr- uh, advertising for a fruit-flavored drink called High C. And they told me about it with great excitement about the case. And I said, well, great case. I'm really excited that it, I was only I guess, 27 or 28 at the most. We'll be working on this big, big case. And uh, I said, the only thing is, sir, I don't see where the uh, break of the law took place. Well, I've obviously missed something in your explanation. There, there's, there's no breaking of the law here. What, what are we doing? And he said, uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll go after them anyway. We'll tear them down. And I said, but sir, this is, this is totally not right. Is, these people haven't done anything wrong. And the man who was breathing me said, Ben, it's Coca-Cola foods. It doesn't matter whether they've done anything wrong or not. We want to go after them. We're going to get them. We're the government. That's it. And that's a very, very sad story. You're you're completely right, and Mandy, it's it, it's great. So they validated it. So what? Everything Trump has ever said has been validated, and so what? What's the repercussions? What what's the repercussions for the for the fifty one former intel agents that all swore that this story was Russian disinformation? There's no repercussions for it. The only repercussions are for people like Ben's friend Tom Barrick. Who have to put two hundred fifty million dollars up for bail, Mandy? There is no. I don't see how we get there, and I have to say, it's very depressing. It's very angering. I don't know how we level this playing field with the Republicans we have now. 
You have Mitch McConnell, the speaker. The, 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 uh, well, we lost another, or Herschel Walker lost tonight, so we're down to 49. Uh, we, you screaming, screaming. And Ben said to me the other night, and because Bankman Freed, the only Republican he gave to, was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and he and we had this re- remark about I think his wife ran the FTC was that what her job was? Uh, She's DOT. Uh, the, oh, sorry, and you, you wonder an even bigger job. Oh no, no, no! You're, it, was, it was a very you're right that job, very very big job. And, and she ran this job, and you had us Mitch McConnell. I mean, how are they so rich? And and, and Mandy, I hate to say it, we're never going to get the answers as long as we have these people. And yeah, we're never we going to get the answers as long as the main goal of the Republican Party in Congress is to get as rich as they can, as fast as they can. It shouldn't be about getting rich, and it shouldn't be about protecting uh, pr- protecting their own political career. I actually don't think people should have political careers. I think they should spend some of their time serving this institution and bringing their perspective and experiences to the equation. Um, now, I, I'm definitely a, a minority perspective in that purview, but it shouldn't be the case that you get rich going to Washington because that's not the way that it should ultimately that that the system should work. You're a representative of the people, um, and you know if you were wealthy before, then you bring that perspective to D.C. But if you weren't, you should bring that perspective to D.C. as well. Now, there's obviously a cost barrier. barrier me gearing up for an election, the first thing I was told by my folks is you've got to raise as much money as possible. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm often running to the races because on the election side, it does matter, but it shouldn't be about building personal wealth. It should be about serving um, a purpose and representing those that um, send you to serve that purpose. But but there's so many points. Um, there's so many points that were brought up. And on the Will anyone be held accountable? I still do very much believe in um, the, generally speaking, the the legitimacy and role of our legal system. Um, someone, and I'm I'm not sure. I haven't done the calculus. Who would have the standing to potentially sue? And maybe statute of limitations is already run, so that opportunity has passed. But there's got to be someone who can sue um, these these experts, um, these CI, they, these intelligence experts um, that misrepresented. Um, information to the general public, and it, it undoubtedly caused tangible harm to somebody who is in a position to initiate that lawsuit and, uh, and, and make them pay. So, so I, I don't know if that exists, but if it does, then I do think that should be pursued. On the, um, on the, on the Twitter component, there's a growing interest, and I think the fight will actually occur at the state level. Uh, Republican state level. There are people with backbones um, willing to stand up because they're more closely tied to the people. I will say it's it's about that accountability to those you represent. And those who end up in Washington, D.C. feel a little bit removed. And so they they find themselves less concerned with actually doing the bidding of the people who ultimately sent them there. There are exceptions, I will say that. But generally speaking, that is what happens over a long period of time. If you're someone building a political career instead of serving out a very important democratic purpose. But at the state level, there is a growing interest. Texas and Florida um, have laws on the books that have been challenged. One's been upheld, one hasn't. Um, So you have a split in the circuits. This is ultimately going to go to the Supreme Court. But whether or not these social media platforms should be treated as as um, as common carriers and therefore regulated and held to the same standard of of like AT&T, for example, they cannot cut off your cell phone service because 
they can't cut off my phone because I'm talking to you um, and, and expressing a very conservative viewpoint about a lot of third rail issues. They can't cut that off. The, the Twitters of the world, the TikToks to the extent and that's a whole other equation. I don't really think that should even be allowed in this country because it is literally a spyglass that goes directly it to really, the Chinese it really Communist is Party. Beijing, it really does. It, 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 it does, really, but the, it really there, does, there's, yeah. there is a fight going on and it's a policy fight, but it's an important one. How are these social media platforms treated? And if they're to be held to this standard, then they do need to be regulated in the sense of common carriers. And then those protections, those First Amendment protections, um, they're either abided by or there are serious ramifications. But that's going to play out at the state and local level and have to work its way up through the court system in the way it's already on that path. Um, headed to the Supreme Court because of a circuit split. But I, I see that as an opportunity. Um, it, it, it's, it's not going to hold those accountable for the, 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 I don't even know what to call it. Like it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what happened at Twitter um, and the collusion between political interests overtaking a, a business and infringing on First Amendment rights and all and, and everything that goes from there. But all that being said, it, there, there is a bigger policy solution at play, and I am excited about that, although it's going to take time to ultimately get there, and we won't get that um, revenge slash vindication um, that is actually would be great to experience from the leadership at Twitter and the leadership within the Democrat Party that were a part of this, 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 this collusion. This collusion, and the beautiful part of it is that the Democrats called what Trump was doing collusion. And there was no right. collusion by Trump or the Republicans or the White House, whereas the collusion was coming entirely from the left and, uh, and, and from the media aligned with the left. As a, as a very, very smart friend of mine says, the media, which is the fourth branch of the Third Reich, and uh, it's uh, just a, it, it's, it's, aston it's astonishing how the left can just tell any kind of lie they want about what's going on in America, and they completely get away with it. Why? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, you you have a, a big brother, and uh, your big brother uh, uh, tells you uh, you can't rat on me for uh, smoking dope in, the, in our mom and pop's basement. Uh, and the mom and pop love him more than they love you. And so uh, they, uh, he doesn't get ratted on. And, and if he does get ratted on, the parents don't give a damn because he's the trusted younger brother. Now we have a trusted brother who is totally trusted and he can say any lie and get away with it because he's the trusted brother. He's big brother. Maybe he's not younger, but he's big brother. Uh, I, I like that interview. Just tuned in. You are listening to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, heroic, who's recuperating from horrific uh, knee replacement surgery. But the show must go on. And uh, Ben wanted to do it. And uh, uh, I'm heroic uh, walking through it. And I'm honored. God to bless be, you, sir. I'm honored to be walking through God it with you. you. I remind you. everybody, benstein.substack.com. Also, follow Ben on Truth and follow Mandy Gunasekra on Truth and how her campaign is going at Mandy Gunasekra. Uh, also, Mandy, start posting videos. I want to see videos of uh, you on tour on the road with your with your with your peeps, uh, even from the win women's uh, the women's uh, 
forum. Uh, forum. Uh huh. Yeah, the Independent women's forum. Women's forum. <laughs> the women's forum. And even the women's forum. Come on, just start start posting stuff. And what I love about Mandy, as everybody knows, is she doesn't thread the needle. She's a full on uh, Trump. Uh, the fighter. Lady. She's a full on uh, First Amendment, Second Amendment, every amendment person. She does not try to thread the needle. And that is very rare these days. And I even said that to a friend of mine on the phone last night. He said to me, yeah, I'm often uh, I'm, I'm very guilty of doing that. So I, I got to give you kudos for that. I want to thank everybody that's been listening and watching. And I'm, I am reading your rants. And of course, you are listening to the world according to Benjamin Jeremy Stein. So, Ben, getting back to this again, we discuss this quite often. And, and, and Mandy's more, um, I guess, optimistic than I am. But the problem is. I don't know how we get rid of the the, the 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 Republicans are in on this, and I think it's time we have to openly and honestly say, as people like to call it, the Uniparty. I, I, Republicans are in on this as much as Democrats, because where are the Republicans screaming? As we come constantly ask, screaming, just screaming. I've told you the answer to this over and over again, and this is something that Mr. Nixon. God bless his soul, the really, 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 really gutsiest of them all, said to my pop, you know, Herb, you have to understand, the average Republican in Congress is not fit to be dog catcher. And uh, he, and this is a man who was Republican from the day he was born in, in uh, Southern California. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and he was talking to my father, who was, was himself a Republican, and his father and grandfather, and they were all Republicans. So uh, they were not afraid to say it. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, it's true. It's true. And they were not, and they were not afraid. Balls. They, they also had balls to say, to call out their own people, right? They, 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 they also, it, it, it's a, it, it's a they, 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 there were more Trumps in those days. There were more people willing to speak their mind, be unapologetic. I just, you know, I just talked about that a couple of days ago yeah, before my surgery, before, the, before they tried to kill me with that surgery. Yeah, there were people like Bob Taft. There were people like Senator Nye. There were people like uh, whatever the name of that airport is in Las Vegas. It's the name for some a dramatically powerful Republican who was totally not afraid of anyone. Uh, and uh, where are those people now? I don't where are the Billy Grahams of the world? Uh, where, could, well, Billy Graham is, I, I, is deceased, but his yeah. son is still doing fabulous work. But, but he's obviously not Billy Graham. And Mandy, I, I, I had a friend call me up, a good friend, and who's you know, a little put off by Trump. Ben wrote something really. I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep dive into it because it should have. People should have read it, and it was a really brilliant piece about the Kanye thing. And uh, it goes to what I say. He, he allowed one Nazi into his apartment, it, into his home. He brought another Nazi. The Congress people and uh, the Democrats actually have Nazis, anti-Semites, racists. Card, card carrying, card uh, carrying uh, comment. Elected, elected in. So when people say, does it bother you that Trump said something about the Constitution this past weekend or any of this stuff? Absolutely not doesn't bother me at all. I wish there were a thousand Donald Trump screaming about this stuff. A million. A, a million, million I mean, Donald Trump yeah, screaming. I want to hear people say, this is America. This is the only America the world has ever known. This America is sacred. This America that Judah, Mandy, and I are sitting in tonight is sacred. It is a gift from God. We are sitting here as gifts, uh, uh, eating the gifts from God. This is Campbell's cream tomato soup. 
Florida's natural orange juice. I don't know who makes this hat. I don't care. Anyway, the uh, this is America. This is sacred America. Let's stand up for it. Let's not let it be torn apart. And as you so very aptly, aptly, aptly said, Mandy, let's not have TikTok be a spyglass into the guts of America. No, I think so much of the division we're experiencing as a culture, as a community, um, it is it is a it is a coordinated effort of our enemies abroad, especially China. Um, and they use social media as an avenue. But this this whole and we've talked about this in the past. People have gotten very insular. They think about what am I doing? How do I look? The selfie generation, um, what, how many people are liking what I'm doing? I do think there's been this loss of a bigger vision. Um, and I think this is why when President Trump came in, before the left went to sing such great links and, and foreign funded um, interferers uh, went to such great lengths to try and discredit the Make America Great Again um, motto and the fact that that was reflective of a desire for patriotism, a renewal of patriotism to this country. And to your point, Ben, that this is something sacred and precious and we can disagree about how to operate within this sacred, precious gift that we've just inherited by virtue of being born in this great country. We can argue about how to live that out, but we shouldn't disagree and denigrate those who agree to that bigger point um, that, that America is a gift of which we've been blessed. And it is up to us to protect that and pass that on. I mean, there's a very famous Reagan quote that, that, that captures that so eloquently about passing it from one generation to the next. But um, I think as a Man, culture- do you, do, you remember, do you remember that quote, Mandy? I'd really love to have that quote bouncing around my head. So I, I, I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but essentially it's, um, we're only one generation um, oh, yeah. from losing freedom and it must be fought for um, every, and, every and, generation and, and every generation and passed on to the next. And That's so absolutely I, I, right. It, brilliant, it, it, brilliant. It, it, it's, it's so wonderful. And Reagan was so eloquent with words, but it, it is, we are at this point where what are we passing on to the next generation? Um, care for themselves, care for, um, you know, social media, this, this artificial experience and ignoring something very real and sacred we have. And it's under attack. We have to realize that is under attack, not just by people within this country, but, but those that wish to cause us harm from abroad and things like TikTok are, they are just degrading the intelligence, the willingness to step up and ask questions, the willingness to have a degree of understanding and a degree of courage that is necessary for a democracy to actually prosper and be successful. And so I, I just, I think all of that um, underlies a lot of these issues and a lot of this division. And when you see the other side really focusing in on someone like Kanye West and, and who he brings to dinner, um, it is a distraction from the fact, like you rightfully point out, uh, a, a percentage of their party falls into that category. So when one or two find them find themselves in the affiliation with a high profile Republican and they can try and assign um, the Republican Party to that way of thinking, that's when the media pounces, to use words right. that they like to ascribe to yeah. us. They pounce and they try to make it bigger than it is because it distracts from the fact that they are the party. They are the party that is more aligned with, um, you know, that type of 
thinking and they're that party that is actually rooted um, in a racist past. Well, they're rooted, rooted in a past of not only racism, which is bad enough, but ra- the reason racism is so bad is that it involves hatred and violence. If it was just racism of people, uh, like people down the street from me at the club I belong to uh, in uh, down in Rancho Mirage, California, who just didn't take Jews. And they said, oh, we don't take Jews because you guys are in show business. We don't like show business. That uh, was a complete lie. But anyway, the uh, that was, uh, but people who subscribe to, not subscribe, subscribe to uh, racism do so thinking that uh, they hear the uh, sound of hoofbeats they hear, the, they hear the sound of the whip. They hear the sound of the gun. We don't want those people around us. We want the people who believe in love, and we want the people who believe in loving their fellow man. And that is what Abraham Lincoln was all about, and that is what we are all about. That is what Richard Nixon was all about. That is what Bob Taft was all about. And that is what the Republican Party should be all about, and it can be again. And let you know what? There's a wonderful song. I'm sure, Amanda, you are a very fine Christian. And there's a wonderful, wonderful Christian song. Uh, my wifey, a fabulous Christian, an incredibly wonderful human being on, at every level there is, said, uh, often mentions a Christian hymn, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Well, well said, both of you. And I have to disagree. I, I, listen, I just have to disagree. Ron Johnson was on tonight on Fox News and uh, the great senator from the state of Wisconsin, <laughs> who always wins by a hundred, you know, wins by a few thousand votes, and he and he said without saying something that we'd say on this show, which is he said there are blue spots, and the, on the map, and he goes when you look at the Wisconsin map, it's pretty much all red, but these blue spots, and obviously he was referring to the metropolitan areas, and he was refer- referring to the urban voter. And if you look at the, uh, again, if you look at uh, Georgia tonight, it's the same thing. It's the urban vote. And until we could figure out, and I keep on saying this, until, listen, I don't, I don't care who joins our party. We're, if a bunch of uh, demented um, uh, racists want to join, we're not winning otherwise. And we're not winning these metropolitan cities. We've lost the metropolitan cities. That means literally going forward, Ben, if we don't win the surrounding areas by in the 90 percentiles, what do we do? And what is, I don't care if you call this, and I've brought this up before, and I don't care if people think I'm crazy. We could call it getting the black racist vote. And, uh, I, I don't care. The black racist vote is, is already out there. Come to the it's party. That's a vote. It's a vote. It works. You come to the, the vote. And, and I truly believe, Mandy, that that was part of, you know, the, Ben and I were talking. I'm so blessed that I got to talk to Ben about certain things that he lived through, that he experienced. Then it was the Southern strategy. And the Southern strategy obviously worked out really well. Now we need to come up with a new strategy. I don't care if we get 30% of the black racist vote in our, in our, in our party, Mandy. Welcome aboard. Just my humble opinion, Mandy. Good, good thinking. Good thinking. We want a party that wins, and at the end of the day, wins and expands civil rights and civil liberties and human decency for everyone. 
Yeah, I, I listen. You got Kyrie Irving, who believes the the Earth is flat, spreading this crazy crap on Mandy on uh, on you know on that video on Amazon about the Hebrew Israelites or the real Jews. If you choose, I don't care. I, come to our party. You're a okay with me, Mandy. Well, I remember very good know, basketball players too. Yeah. Well, the the only way to win is uh, addition and multiplication. Um, there, there's no other way about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm open to anyone joining the party who is willing to take on the responsibility um, to keep freedom alive and well. And that takes that takes a degree of understanding, commitment, um, activism to, to some some degree um, and courage. And so anyone who has those qualities I'm not concerned in what kind of package that actually presents itself in. Well put, um, well put, well put. You're, you're, you're already being called the party of racism. Uh, let's just take them. Uh, let's just take the, the real, let's just take them in. Who cares? What are they going to call us? As I said to Ben, what are they going to call us? Racist again? And, 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 and Republicans, Ben, really need to be like those people you brought up. It, 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 it's, it's people that had... Uh, balls uh, and it, 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 it people that said what that was on their minds and they were very successful at doing it somewhere along the along the way they, they got scared or they died or whatever happened to them but you had real people for in, 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 in around nixon even to goldwater i mean when you read what barry goldwater said and the things that the, 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 many of the things this guy had this guy said it like it was and something happened to the Republican Party, to the GOP, that it stopped saying things like they were. They, they, they started saying things like they thought you wanted them to say they were, Ben. Yeah, they stopped saying they, well, they wanted to be politically correct. I mean, they wanted to be uh, invited to the right parties in Washington, D.C. They wanted to be invited to parties on R Street in Washington, D.C., where close to where I used to live. And uh, now, uh, now they don't get invited to those. And uh, those parties go on somehow. Anyway, people want to be liked, but we, I think we have to say who in high school, who are people who are liked in high school? You know, the people have the balls to say what was on their mind, even if they're going to get criticized for it. Let's be those people. No, you're completely right. And Mandy, that, I, 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 again, I'll just going forward. It's like this is the only way we're going to win. We, there's I, I've looked at I, I, Ben knows my believes in my political acumen on this stuff. And I've looked at numbers. I, I, I look at these numbers. I looked at what was going on tonight. And the second you just you just knew the numbers didn't add up. And the only way the numbers moving forward add up is if we embrace a certain segment that we don't necessarily want to embrace. But if it gets us through win baby win to quote the great al davis well yeah there's a there's a, a a rot within the republican party and to ben what you said it's about being this polite political class that gets invited to the cool kids party in washington dc you just need people who don't really care about that and i will say that was one of the successes of the trump administration and kaylee McEnany used to talk about it all the time it was pretty common for was banned from was twitter too Right. It, it was pretty common for whoever was press secretary to be a part of 
the White House Correspondents Association. And, uh, you know, to her credit, she she didn't she didn't care. Uh, she did her job. She did it very well. And then she went home to the people and the family she wanted to invest in and love and wasn't concerned with that polite political class enough because she had a boss that didn't expect her to and actually didn't care. He just wanted her to do a good job. And that that went all the way down to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. I didn't care. I'm used to being the skunk at the garden party, as I've been called in the nicest of terms. Um, every time I've gone as the Republican to these international climate meetings, because I was willing to ask questions and represent a degree of truth that is very lacking um, at, at those discussions about anything, whether it's energy, environment, finance, or what's good for future generations. But all that being said, um, I think that we need folks who, who, who don't care about being polite. They care about doing what's right. I will be a little bit repetitive and say that that's going to take courage. And it's also going to take a willingness to ask questions and be characterized as a skeptic or denier about whatever the narrative of the establishment class is. Um, and you, you've got to be willing to do hard work. You've got to be willing to study up. Um, it's not the most glamorous of approaches, but it's what's needed to, to, to truly carry forward uh, principles of democracy that are so important and are slowly but surely being eroded away um, because of this polite political class in the GOP that is willing to sell out conservative movements so that they can they can be liked and respected um, by those that they're around in places like Washington, D.C. or New York, or some of these more urban elite cities. I'd like to respectfully tell you, I love you, Manny, and, and you're being very polite right now, but uh, it's not slowly. It's not slowly but surely being eroded. It's rapidly being eroded. I mean, the idea that we're learning in the uh, Twitter dumps is that the people running the Democrat Party and the mass media billionaires, they don't really give a damn what you and I think, Judah, of course, uh, about uh, the Constitution and maintaining the Constitution. They couldn't care less. They, they want to be on top. They want to be in charge. And if they're not, uh, and if, uh, if Republicans are left out in the cold, too bad for Republicans. Well said. And as we're running out of time, I just one last quick question for you, because Elon Musk put up a Twitter poll today. And I, I, I sort of saw this coming, but uh, I, he asked, uh, he polled people, Ben, and he said, should Julian Assange and uh, um, who's the other guy? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, uh, the, the, not the WikiLeaks, the, the other guy. Um, people, God, I can't believe I forgot. Should they be part? Should they be pardoned or do they should they be? And I got to tell you something, Ben. With all we're learning about all the the, the the spy communities have done and all the lies, all the deceit that these people have done, we wouldn't have learned anything without WikiLeaks. We wouldn't have learned anything. And I get it. They broke the law. And this other guy that had to go to Russia. Why am I blanking on his name? Please, somebody tell me his name. But either way, Ben, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm so I, – I, who do you trust anymore? Well, there's a, there's, it's a real problem. It's prosecutorial Snowden. 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 Oh, no, no, very, 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 very big party problem. And Mandy uh, and I, as, as lawyers, uh, I think Mandy's a lawyer, can, can, can talk about the real crisis here between a prosecutorial discretion. Yes, these people were breaking the law. At least it seems to me they were. And, but but uh, they were doing it to produce very good results in terms of preserving the Constitution. And, once they're gone, who's going to preserve the Constitution? 
You know, I got to say, in my wildest dreams, I never thought that would be the answer. And I am so proud to know you, Ben Stein. I am so proud to be in your sphere because I got to tell you, the reason why Ben Stein is the man and he's so cool is because he's the only person I've ever met from that, from where he's from, that has pivoted, that has changed his views, that has changed his philosophies, that looks at the picture in front of him, Mandy. And in my wildest dreams, I never thought he'd say that about Snowden and Julian Assange. I never thought that. I never thought that, Mandy. And that's well, why- I, I'm not sure, maybe I said the wrong thing. No, <laughs> you didn't, but you said, you, what you said was they people breaking the law to save the constitution. Yes. And yeah, that's, that's that, really important. That, that, that we, they broke the law, Mandy, as we're running out of time, 30 seconds to break the constitution. Look, I think there's a there is a buildup of those within these institutions using the convenience of the law. They stand behind the convenience of the law to limit transparency that would otherwise be guaranteed. Um, so I think that those who have a willingness to expose that um, they deserve uh, definitely credibility and some degree of prosecutorial discretion. Um, and 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 I'm I'm willing I'm willing to think more about that. I honestly I haven't I haven't thought about whether or not they should be um, you know completely recused or um, the criminal allegations against them set aside. But all that being said, uh, it, it is it is for a greater good and it is exposing something that should be criminal. Which again is these institutions and these bureaucrats in positions where they're removed from any account accountability from a voter or a representative and they're using a system to their own benefit instead of actually serving a very legitimate and good purpose and that's what needs to be criminal but figuring out how to um, limit it reduce it and control it without sacrificing the meaning of a law and the meaning of criminal consequences i i i think that's uh, a a longer and future conversation we need to hash out perfect and i i just asked this one question as we're closing up shop what's worse rigging an election fisa courts collusion p, p, p dossiers all these things to wreck our country for six years or releasing things that the government was doing nefarious spying on their own american people uh it's a it's a curious question uh i will leave you on that i want to thank the rumblers the ranthers the truthers and remember, benstein.substack.com. But I also want to remind everybody, Mandy, how do they follow you very quickly? Mandy.gunasekera on Truth, Mississippi MG on Twitter, or Mandy.ms uh, for my campaign events and actions. And of course, and thank you again for coming on late notice. And we were, I wasn't sure we were going to do the show, Mandy. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And Ben Stein, you can find them. Newsmax, spectator.org. Of course, you can find them on Truth and benstein.substack.com. And Ben, what you're walking through is heroic. I just got to say it again. I, I, I'm absolutely amazed. And if you, you want to take us out in any way you'd like. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her. Through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, 
my home sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. And may the Lord bless you real good, Mandy. Thank you. And God you bless as you well. all. <laughs> God bless you all. Have a great night. We'll see everybody Thursday night.